1: To the legend behind Labamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get payouts in as fast as two hours. There's so many bet types. My favorite same-game parlay bets. There's live betting, player props, futures. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. To get started now, sign up. Please use the promo code COLLINS. C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook makes it easy.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. It's been a while since we did a podcast. First, let me set this up for you. We are here in the Draymond Green Strength and Conditioning Facility or Center at Michigan State University. I have the honor and ple. Well, before we get into that, uh, as you can see, last night was the Hall of Fame. I looked like I just rolled out of bed. I did. Um, so my ankles are ashy. My hands are ashy. But I have the honor and pleasure of having today my big brother, the original gangster who started all of this Michigan State stuff. I know, you know, sometimes we, we can lose sight are the ones that really did it and set it up. And, you know, we're talking about going back to 96, you know, and I think, you know, today you see Michigan State and it's like, man, it's, you know, it's, it's Michigan State. Like, it's one of them programs, and it is. But long before it was ever one of them programs, we had a guy come from Flint, Michigan, and it was cool to go to the other school there. But when you are cut the way this guy is cut, the 14th pick, in the NBA Draft 2000, national champion. I'm honored to welcome my big brother, Mateen Cleaves, to the Draymond <laughs> Green Show. Ah, baby, yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's get right into it. Um, at the time that you came to Michigan State, Michigan State wasn't the place to be. And we know everybody was going to the other school. What What was it that brought you here? to say, no, nah, I'm going to go do this, as opposed to just jumping on board. It's right after five, five. It's, and, yeah, you say, no, nah, I'm going to go do this. What what was it that brought you here? First of all, like, um,
3: and not trying to be arrogant, but I believed in me. You know what I mean? I wasn't a cat to go just jump on somebody else's team or ride somebody else's coattail. I believed in me, first of all. And, you know, the way Coach Izzo recruited me, man, he, and he inspired me so much because a lot of the other coaches was kind of like, used car salesman, and They were just selling you whatever you wanted to hear. But he was so real. I mean, he he was at everything. You know, he was at my football games, basketball games, workouts, everything. He was there every day and telling me, you know, we're going to win a national championship. And I believed him, you know, and a lot of people thought I was crazy to come to Michigan State because it was like, honestly, who you going to pass the ball to? You know, Michigan did have a lot of great players or whatever it was, but I believed in me, man, and I, and I ain't want the easy route. You know why not go to Michigan State and do something special? You know you can you can ride somebody else's hotel and or just fit in. Nah, I man, I believed in me so much. I say hell, why not go to Michigan State and and, and do something great? You know what I mean? So I, I I believed in me. I bet on myself.
2: And and you know coming here, what was that? What was that journey like? Because it 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 wasn't all peaches <laughs> from the beginning. Nah, yeah, I think people see the end and it's like oh man. Them guys were that. You know, you see 99, Final Four. You see 2000 National Championship, and you get it twisted. But what was it like in the beginning coming to, to really light that torch? It was different, man. Um,
3: and a lot of people don't know, too. I broke my back right before I got here. So before I got when I got to Michigan State, I was never the athlete I was. But when I got on campus, one thing I wanted to change was the mentality. And it was something simple as, like, an open gym. Like, to me, if you take taking score, there's a winner and there's a loser. You know what I mean? And that, that gotta mean something, just the open gym game. And I started saying, well, we're gonna keep track of wins and losses because everybody some cats would come in here just to get a sweat. You know, get up and down. I said, nah, they take a score. That means somebody gotta lose. All right. So I don't wanna be on that end. So what we're gonna do is start keeping track of the wins and losses. And what that did start getting pride, that brought pride to winning an open gym game with nobody here, no no sports writers, no crowd. We brought pride in just that. I wanted to brag that night that I won more games than you, okay? So that mentality started to really get the thing going. You know what I mean? So that's what it was. I, my first job was to change the mentality of people that was okay with losing. I wasn't okay with that, you know? And there was two people that wasn't okay with losing. That was me and Coach Izzo. He was wired the same way. So it was easy. We, we was like tip for tap. We had each other's back. But we was the only two at that point. That was wired that way. But like I said, it was, it, was, it was changing the mindset. And then at that point, you know, the open gym and making that important, winning. All right. Then the next thing was scheduling. You know, coach, line them up. Let's go play all them dudes they saying good. All these programs that they saying the top, let's go play them. Line them up.
2: So, it's, so it's your fault we end up with these fucked up ass schedules every year. <laughs> I had a little bit of something to do with that. It's,
3: it's your fault. Hey, but coach, that's one thing he—that's my man. Because one thing he did say, he said, "Hey, hey, you better get them. You better—I ain't gonna say the words he said. But you better get them in the gym. Okay, you want to play these guys? Well, you better get them in the gym so we'll be ready. I said, line them up. We'll be ready. So that was the mindset. We ain't back. We ain't ducking from nobody. We we want the smoke."
2: Absolutely. Yes, sir. You come here and, you know, Mo' Pete was already here. It's Mo' mm-hmm. Pete, it's a year older than you. But no no disrespect to Mo' Pete. That's, that's one of my big bros, too. Mm-hmm. But the gravity that you pulled when you decided to come here, then you get Charlie, and then it's this whole Flintstone thing. You got uh, Tone Smith here, Robert in football. Then it's this whole Flintstone thing. Was that... Did, is that what you saw this becoming? Like, yo, I want to make this like a Flint thing. I want to make this our school because for me, growing up and watching y'all, uh, Michigan State was just all about the Flintstones. It, it, and then then Jay Rich came here from Saginaw, My baby. And, but Michigan State was it was it was almost like it was Flint schools. Was that your vision, or or did it just kind of roll out that way?
3: Yeah, it, it kind of just rolled out that way. And I, you know, I'm Flintstone to the core. I ain't ducking that, but. I was all about the team. You know, people made a big, a big deal. The national media made a big deal because that is something unique. You got four cats from one city, that small city, that come to a major university and make the noise we were making. That was kind of cool. But, man, we were all about the team. And I made sure they knew that. I I, 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 I would say it all the time. Hey, we ain't just – this is a team, all right? But I will pull them to the side every now and then to say, hey, baby, you know, everybody from the, from the crib watching these games, so we got to represent. But I made sure the whole team knew. Man, it's a team thing, man. You know what I mean? Like we don't get it done without nobody. Everybody play a role. I'm talking about from the managers to 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 the walk-ons to whoever. Everybody play a piece in this. So that was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Being from one city, you know, and them was my boys. We grew up playing together and stuff. But man, they, that kind of just wrote, It kind of just happened to be honest, because you know I'm all about everybody. It was all about the team here at Michigan State.
2: I think a lot of people don't know. Um coming out of high school, you were one of the top point guards in the country. It's great. But what most people don't know is you were also one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And I think coming up at that time and, and, and seeing, like, what Charlie War has just did at Florida State, like, I'm sure, how, how much of a decision was it for you to choose? Like, yo, I'm, not only I'm going to go to Michigan State, but I'm going to choose basketball. Over football because that's a totally different thing or you could have went to a school and said hey i'm going to play basketball and football but how much did that decision weigh on you or was that just an easy like no i'm going basketball and that's just that nah man i thought about that um the car accident kind of had
3: me gravitate a little more to basketball when i broke my back but man i I was seriously thinking about playing football and like you talked you mentioned charlie Ward. i kind of smiled because that was my guy. I, I admire him so much and looked up to him. I actually reached out to him on uh, Instagram the other day and just said, what's up? You know, hey, man, Absolutely. love you. Respect. Because I, he, I, he was a point guard. He was a quarterback. So I was seriously considering going to Florida State because um, I had just watched him. Um, but um, Coach Izzo, man, he, he made a hire. You know, it was, I couldn't tell him no. Um, but even when I got here, I didn't rule football out. And that's one thing I love about Coach Izzo. We, me and him were sitting and talking to Nick Saban. We together. You know, I never ruled it out. I was like, actually, if I didn't have the, the great year I had my sophomore year, I was probably going to play football that next year. But Big Ten Player of the Year, we went to the Sweet 16, won the Big Ten. Um, first team All-American that year with Vince and which was a hell of a class. So that kind of just, just happened. But I hadn't ruled football out probably until I had that, that good sophomore season. Really? Yeah, I, used, I would go to Nick Saban. We talked all the time.
2: I was going to play football if I didn't have a good year. Iz probably would have loved you more. You know he more of a football <laughs> fan than basketball anyway. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, uh, when, when you come through Michigan State, uh, one of the things that I've always appreciated about Is is like there's errors. And, you know, I'm coming through Michigan State, all we hear about is the Mo Cleese error. You know? And then for me, the Travis Walden era, And then... You know, I was fortunate enough to have a little tiny era yeah, no, than Denzel Valentine. <laughs> but what I want you to talk to me more about is Coach Izzo. Just the the guy that he is. Like I said in my speech last night, like I'm a ride for you forever. Now, you know, I, I get a crack out of talking to dudes in the locker room like, yo, your coach really don't bang with you like that. Like, you you go around the NBA and, and, like, you talk to guys. It's baffling to me when I hear guys talk about their coach. Like, I don't understand that. That don't register with me that you don't like your college coach or that you can't, you can't just pick up the phone and call your coach and, and he going to answer. Or I'm fucked up and he hop on a flight and land at 11 p.m. and leave at 6 a.m. just to see me. Like, it don't register with me when I hear guys talk about that. I saw it with you, and I'm like, wow, I want that. But just talk to me more about the guy, not the coach. Everybody know the coach. Everybody know the Hall of Fame, but I just want to hear about the guy.
3: Man, <clears throat> and it's,
2: it's funny, man, I, and I am getting emotional when you talk about him because,
1: man, that dude right there, like that
3: part, throw the coaching out the window. Like, we know all that good coach, great coach. It's that, man. Like, the talks that you have and that, that when you go in his office, he ain't the coach no more, man. He just, like, like damn it, like a father. And talk to you. He had a way with you, man. And he would, he, he, man, he, 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 he got the best out of me like none other. And when I first got up here, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't man i I was I ain't know why why he was always on me, man, like if you pass the ball to somebody, they didn't make a shot, it was my fault, I ain't understand that, and he would he brought something out of me that I didn't even know was in it, I was a leader, and i was but he he took it to a whole other level, but it's them talks, man, when he just put his arm around you and talk to you and tell you how much he love you and care about you, he don't even bring up basketball sometime, and that's what. That's why I'm so glad I came to Michigan State. That part, man. He, he he would put his arm around me, man, and hug me and tell me how much he loved me and cared about me, man. And that's why I would run through a brick wall for him. I know he had my back, and I had his. And and for me, and just like my parents, my mother and father, I was raised by great parents, so I was used to that. And he just, when I came here, he gave me that same feel for when I left the crib. but. It's, it's that part, you know what I mean, that 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 part when he talked to you, man. And I never wanted to let him down. When he said, we're going to win a national championship here, I was going to do everything in my, my power to win a national championship here. It was two people that believed that. Two people, man, me and him. And every time I came on the court, I gave everything I had because I didn't want to let him down, man. And it's that's what made him special. I know you love him the way I love him. But that, that dude is something special, man. And and it, it pisses me off. And I'm going to address this real quick. When people say shit like, um, you know, can he relate to the players now? And is he game passing him by? Hell, man, are you crazy? Are you crazy? The people that come here that really want to be great, we love him. Shit. Because he going to get the best out of you. He going to push you to a whole nother level. I want to be. He's used to tell me, I, hell, I want you to be better than what, what you want yourself to be. And that, that, that used to drive me so much, man. So if you wanna be great, this is a hell of a place to come. Yeah, he's gonna hold you accountable. But you know he care about you. You know he got your back. So hold me accountable. I'm I'm with it, but I'm glad you asked me that, man, because that dude right there is special. The hell with the coach, and that he's special, man. He did something for me, man. I'll never forget it, man. I'm a he made me a hell of a person, man. Him and my mother and father had great parents, but that him right there, he made me a hell of a person, be able to overcome the challenges you go through in life. That feeling sorry for yourself, he ain't with that. That ain't happening. <laughs> you have a bad guy, so what? Let we on to the next one. So it's it was that man that I I. It's prices I can never ever repay him for some of the things he did for me. You know, I mean, that's why I want to repay it and give it back to everybody else. No
2: doubt. I think. um,
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: For me, I always tell people, like, and, and it's, it's exactly what you just said, is I never understood the yelling early on. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> meetings till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but then, once you go through it, and you then you don't have that anymore. Right. It's like, then you want it back. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. You want to 3 <laughs> the three o'clock, the three a.m. meeting back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you get out in the world and you realize. Motherfuckers don't care about you like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it took me a while to understand when he's you're you're fucking fat ass. (laughs) Get him some shape. And it, it it took me a while to realize, like, yo, all the yelling, all the screaming, the fussing, pissed off, this dude, this dude is chasing success for me harder than I'm chasing success. Right. And it got to a point for me where I'm like, As you just said, I can't let him down. Right. Like, yeah, I want to make it to the NBA. Like, absolutely. But I can't let him down. Right. Because he's chasing this for me harder than I'm chasing this for me. And so then what does it do? It raises your level or you fold. Right. Right. It raises your level or you fold. And I've seen so many people fold to it. When I was here, before I got here. After I left, I've seen so many people fold to it and it'll piss me off if somebody, when, when people would say, it's holding somebody back or he ain't letting such and such do this. He won't let that guy dribble. And I tell him, he won't let him dribble because he fucking dribble <laughs> off his foot when he dribbled. <laughs> like, I ain't, right. I ain't really seen him tell somebody who can dribble not to dribble. Right. But I've seen him tell someone who can't fucking dribble not to dribble. 100%. You should go run this wing. You should catch and shoot. Right. By the way, if you just go do that, you can actually get to the NBA. But once you start dribbling and dribbling off your fucking foot out of bounds, <laughs> you can't get to the NBA. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 and so it was. that was one of the things, and still to this day, that would bother me because it's like, oh, man, he puts you in this box
3: man,
2: he put you in the box you belong in. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Because for me, there wasn't no four men dribbling the ball up the floor. No. But I showed him I can dribble the ball up the floor, and what did he do? He encouraged it. Right. Hey, you get the ball go. Keep the ball low. Keep it out in front. That's how you make the plays. You can see the next play if you're here. But if you got the ball back here, and now you're trying to make a play, you can't make a play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so to, to hear people say, Stuff like that, it would bother me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um,
3: can I chime in you on that?
2: speak? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I
3: don't mean to cut you no, off, a little bro, ahead. but
2: you're right. Like
3: that part, like, nah, you you can't dribble. <laughs> so you're not going to dribble here. You know what I mean? You're not a shooter. Go get a rebound. Absolutely. That's what great coaches do. I remember, man, we was playing the game on national TV, man. He took me out of the game. That's my man. I love him to death, man. i never forget that. He took me out of the game, set me next to him. He said, I took you out because you looking bad on national TV. <laughs> I even I'm doing you a favor because you looking terrible on national TV. Get your shit together, man. Now go back in. Mm-hmm. That stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, like that stuff. Like, he said, I'm taking you out, I'm doing you a favor because you're looking terrible. I <laughs> I was mad and I started laughing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then he said, now go back in. Like, when they had a hell of a game. But it's little stuff like that, man. You know what I mean? Like, hey, right. you damn right. Like, and that, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I'm going to ride for him shit all day.
2: You've gone through some shit in your life. Yeah. Um, off the court, after, after, after college basketball, after NBA basketball. And I think when I take a step back and when I look at it, there's two guys who I have the utmost respect for that roll with you through your shit no matter what. And that's Iz and Matt Ishpian. And I think the loyalty that you've shown to those guys, I think it's right that they showed that loyalty back. But the reality is, is most people never show that loyalty back. And, And it's not that they owed it back. Because the loyalty that you show you show because you're loyal that don't necessarily make the next guy it it don't make them have to be that way. It don't say "Oh now they owe you you that, but the way those two guys has has rolled for you, it's actually a microcosm of the program that you is built, and to have people like that. In, in in your darkest times, what did that do for you? Going through the shit that you had to go through, yeah. <laughs> man, you'
3: back get me cry out <laughs> here.
2: It's crazy, but Matt, another real one. Like, <clears throat> man, I'm talking about came came to get
3: me. I was at my lowest point ever, man. I got low as you can get before you break. Iso. Pops, he never left my side. Matt, And Matt came to get me. I wouldn't even return the cars. I was just in my, in my, my little mode, my little, whatever I was going through, I was in uh, down, just terrible. Then Matt called me, called me, called me. Made me come up and have lunch with him. Like, man, I'm talking about, man, put his arms around me, man, had my back. Cause it's crazy. When I looked around, all that I did for other people, and I do it again, cause that's just how I'm wired. My mama raised me that way. I looked around, man, wasn't nobody there. A lot of people. And you ain't say yo name. You was there. Shit. You, you, you was there. You know what I'm saying? I talked to you, talking to you, man. Just like when I was going through what I went through, just talking to you, man. Like that shit lifted my spirits, man. Like little stuff like you was there. You know what I mean? But a lot of people, man, when I looked around, man, they left. They left me for dead. But what they ain't know, man, I kept breathing. I wasn't going to die. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to die. You know what I mean? The world left me for dead, man but I wouldn't fucking die because I'm wired different. You know what I mean? But, Matt, what he did for me, man, standing in my corner to this day, bringing me into an organization when I was going through what I went through when people was running away from that shit then nobody wanted to touch me, he brought me in. He told me, man, you my guy. You my big brother. I love you. I got your back no matter what. He brought me in through the thick of it. When he his company was booming, where it only could have hurt him, he didn't care about none of that. He cared about me, man. Having my back, you know what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that. Coach, Izzo, man, when I was going through, man, came to court, he got ridiculed. A lot of people, why would he go? Isn't Because it's family. He, first of all, they know I ain't do the shit that they were saying I did. But it's family. And that's what you do. You, you ride with family. You stick up for family. And and that's that's the shit that separates us from a lot of these different schools, man. That part is, is being in my corner. Matt being in my corner. You being in my corner. Steve, big bro, he was there, man, Talk to me, call me, man. I was fucked up. He sent me some bread and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff, man. That's the stuff that separates you. And I gotta, I gotta get where, even though see where I went to the other school. That's my baby too. He was on me. He was calling me, checking on me, tapping in when he sent me some bread too. Ain't even I ain't even asked ask for it. Here, man. It here you go. So you comfortable, man? Make sure y'all your family straight, man. It's that stuff, man. That 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 got me through it, man. But. Coach Izzo, man, man, you Webb, um, Smitty, big bro, man, like y'all, I love y'all to death, man. I'm, I mean, I give y'all my heart, man. Anything I could do because when I was fucked up in that bad space, when y'all put y'all arm around me, man, that shit priceless. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that, man. That, 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 that saved my life, man. That kept me going because all this, it wasn't that going through that shit. You know what I mean? But y'all got me back. Now I'm back. Now they ass in trouble. Here I come.
2: <laughs> Let's get it's it. On. Absolutely. <laughs> I, and then there's there's also one person who I think stuck by your side like nobody else that I want to speak on, my big sis, Shanda. Oh, man. Your wife. Yeah, like, man. I think as, like, we grow up and, like, you. you chase, like, We chase the prettiest girl, and, you know, we think we big shit, and, like, I can get whoever I want. (laughs) And then you go through some shit, and motherfuckers flee. And she held you down. She's still holding you down. Speak Uh, on—I need you to speak on her.
3: Man, she's so cold and real and stronger than I can ever be. To have to go through that shit she went through, man, and still stay in my corner, go to court with me, stand on my side— And hear all the shit people saying, and man, that one right there, she better than me. I told told her, you much stronger than I ever thought I could be. You a real one. And now I know why I married you. It's that. You know what I mean? You held me down in my weakest moment. And when I screwed up a little bit. So she, when she told me she was okay, that that took a weight off, a burden off me. Because I could eat whatever come with whatever, bring it. I I deal with whatever come to me. I eat that. But when she told me, when I when I hurt other people, that 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 screws with me. If I hurt let you down or coach Izzo or something, that hurts me. Because I hurt you. But I could eat whatever come. Of, well, I deal with it. I'm just why I deal with it. I eat it. But when she told me she was all right, man, that saved me, man. That saved me. That took a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of hurt and and pressure off of me. But she, she, man, she priceless. Cause a lot of people would have just ran. She stood 10 toes down with me. That's my dog to this day. She, man, she, she, she's special. And I, I'm I sure appreciate having a wife like that. Cause she held me down, man. Like when just coming out of that court sometimes, man, and just hugging me. When she should have been mad, you know, about a lot of stuff. Hugging me, just being there for me. That, that's that's priceless. That's price. So I'm glad you brought that up because she definitely need her roses, and I'm doing. I'm I'm a work in progress, Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm trying to be a better husband every day because she showed me what what's real, what's loyalty. What the, she she did, you know what I mean. So I learned a lot from her going through that situation. She's stronger than I ever could be, you know, and and, and all the stuff that went down. But she a real one, man. I got a real one with me.
2: No doubt. Yes, sir. No doubt. And <clears throat> before we get out of here, when I think back to that time. Because you beat it once. And that wasn't good enough. I'm going to beat this shit again. I remember when they first pulled it back. I hit you. Said what? Said we good little bro. I'm going to beat this shit again. Because I ain't do that shit. (laughs) I'm going to beat it again. And when you said that to me. That's all I needed to hear. But it's one thing that you said to me. That stuck with me. And that I'll never forget. And you said. The only thing that's really fucking me up is these motherfuckers trying to take me from my son. Yeah, man. They trying to take me from my son. They, not, they trying not to let me raise my son. That's the only thing that's really fucking me up. Right. To get through that, to continue raising my nephew, Lil Mo, who, by the way i to be a motherfucking star for y'all that don't know. <laughs> don't like, say that. No. We, we keep riding. Like. <laughs> like a star for y'all that don't know. <clears throat> how did that strengthen your bond with, with your son? Because, you know, we all, we all, you know, you have a son, and, and the reality is, is you think, like, yo, that's going to be my right-hand man. like, And then sometimes it don't go that way. You know, like, life takes on its own path. Sometimes it don't go that way. But how did that strengthen... Two sons, but one was already in college, yeah. already out the house. The raising of him had already been done. Yeah. But at the time, I think little eight, little most seven. Yeah. Eight. You know what I'm saying? How did that strengthen you, and what perspective did that give you about being a father, going through that?
3: Man, that, like, that's the shit that worried me every day. I would go in there, man. He would be asleep. I would just go stare at him, stand in his door. I'm looking at 15 years in prison, man, and that's all I was thinking about. My manager was like, man, are you scared to go to prison? Man, hell no. I, that's nothing. When you're in the jungle, you become an animal. I'll I be cool. I adapt to that shit. Wasn't worried about that. I was worried about being away from him. It's my baby. I ain't finna leave him out here with these wolves. Shit, in, in, in this world, man, and with no guidance. That's what was killing me. That part, man, I wasn't worried about that shit. Prison, man, I, I eat that. That's nothing. But I don't want to be away from him. So that's that's what was eating me up. But what, what that situation did gave me more time with him. I kept him on my hip. And you know, it's one motherfucker, excuse my language, I knew that love, me, him. When I come through the door, man, looking in his eyes, daddy running up to me, jumping in my arm. He was a little a little, a little boy back there. Just laying on, sitting on my lap, watching the games, watching you. Like, that stuff right there, that's what it was about. I knew somebody loved me. No matter what, my mama had passed away, my daddy. So I knew it was one person that loved me. I knew I was loved, you know, yo, you, Izzy, big bro, Steve, whatever, all that. I knew that. I, that little one right there loved me no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So I knew I had to stay strong and get through that, man. But I would come in and look at him some days. And I was so worried to be away from him, man, because I didn't want to be a statistic, man. I read about that stuff coming from the ghetto, man. You see that, man? Dads that ain't in their kid's life. And by the way, I don't have zero respect for you if you don't take care of your kids. Zero. You can't even hang with me. So because that's a blessing, man. You got to tap into important pour into him. I pour into my hell. I pour into other kids. You know what I'm saying? That's just what we're supposed to do. So that's what I was more worried about, being away from him, man. But I, I had so much time. Coach is was saying, because we always try to like, damn, what's good from this? Like, Because <laughs> that was rough. I'm like, Coach, I don't know if I can find no good from that shit. <laughs> but it was the time with him. And I'm molding him, molding him, molding him, man. And you just doing some love. And hopefully he can become a better, good basketball player at some point. But he's going to be good in life, man, because I'm, I'm tapping into him. I told you you're gonna be great no matter what. I don't gotta tell you to be great. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you're gonna be great. Period. So I'm tapping into him every day. So the fact that I'm out here being able to do that, man, I I'm so blessed and love that. I take pride in that shit. I'm a happy I love being a daddy, love it. I keep him on my hip. I I stay on him, I I kiss on him, love him, hold him, but hold him highly accountable. You know what I mean? But that part, being a father, man, that that's the real to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that I take pride in. I'm going to do a, do a hell of a job with it. I'm going to challenge the hell out of him, hold him highly accountable. He'll be successful in whatever he is, what he's going to try. Because we we don't settle for less. Shit, that's just how we wired. And let me transition to this before we get out of here, because I got to tell you, like, how proud I am of you. Like, I can sit there with him and talk about, look, uh uh-huh. And the shit that you're doing and all this great stuff, the basketball stuff and podcasts, and the the fucking everything you did for Saginaw and shit you're doing for Michigan State University and all that that you do, man. Like, that shit makes me feel good. Like a big brother, like a happy big brother. I'm looking at my little brother shine. Like, that shit big time for me. I walked out that courtroom. Soon as I was able to get to my phone and turn it on, who on a you? FaceTime. Yeah. yeah Hollering and screaming at me. You know what I mean? They took my passport. I had <laughs> you're like we're going to Cabo. I said, shit, give me a day. <laughs> give me one more day. I'm getting my I'm getting my passport. But you took me and my wife to Cabo, man. Like that. Stuff like that, man, is priceless. You know what I'm saying? So the shit that you've done and been in my corner and rode for me, man, it's crazy. Cause it's cats I grew up with, man, that ain't, ain't stand, stand with me. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. you did and what you doing, I'm so proud of you. You know what I mean? I remember I posted something right after y'all won a championship. I said, winning and shut all that hate up. Absolutely. Everybody want to say shit. They don't like winners, man. That's what it is. They don't like you because you believe in you. You wired different. And people that's not wired that way, that affects them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But keep being who you are. You different, man. And the people that, the real ones, love it and respect it and going to ride with you. So fuck what anybody ever say. You keep being that. That's what I that's what I raised. That.
2: Absolutely. Okay?
3: Absolutely. Yes, sir. And
2: I appreciate it. And uh, as the legend you are, goat. We never leaving on Nosamba. no somber note. We talked about the bullshit. Yeah. It is what it is. But <clears throat> now let's talk about the good shit. <laughs> Motivation with Mateen. Where are we taking that? Oh,
3: man. we Every day, little bro. And and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing with it. I ain't got no team or marketing strategies or nothing. When I pick my phone up. Man, I be in the car. I feel like saying something. I say it. Because it's somebody out there that need to hear some of the stuff I'm saying. If it's one person, I don't care. Somebody, I said, somebody trying to like, shut up. I said, oh, I'm, I'm getting to them.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, they
3: listening. And, and that person who said that, probably negative. Life all screwed up. Don't want to be great. You know what I mean? But, that's what I'm going to do. I think that's, that is my gift. I think that's what I'm here to do. Is, I did it in basketball. I'm doing it in business now, in corporate America. UWM, I got to shout them out. Absolutely. One of the most successful companies in America. We killing it. Matt's got something special there. He's a hell of a leader. Setting the tone. We doing great stuff at UWM, baby. We the best at what we do. But it's helping me, man. I'm going to help a lot of people, man. That's what I'm here to do. I got to do it. And I don't want to, motivational speak, to make money. It probably will come, but I love helping people, man. I love seeing people grow. I love empowering others. It's a lot of people that need to hear like the shit that we put in you, tell you it's going to be okay, get people to go to the next level. It's, I see greatness in a lot of people that they don't even see in themselves just like you do. You're you one of them people that get the best out of others. Man, that's special. It's a lot of great players, great people, but can you make somebody else great? That's when you're different. So what I want to do is use that as a platform. And we'll talk off camera because I'm going to definitely use you for that <laughs> and use your platform and see how I can grow this thing. But that's what I want to do, man. I want to help other people. I want to motivate people. man. I want to see people be successful. That's it. That's where I want to take that, man. So I'm going to continue to post stuff. I'm going to try to uh, get educated more with this social media stuff because I'm trying to get hip to that and get more content out to people. But we, fin- I'm going to step it up. I'm gonna step it up, man, because I am in the business of helping people. I'm in the business of making people better.
2: All right. So that's where we're finna
3: take this thing. We're gonna make a lot of people
2: better. Let's get it. Let's do it. Big bro, like I said, man, for everything that you've done in my life, the the path that you created here um for, for myself, not only myself, but for all of us to walk through that path and, and pave the way like you did so we can come to a program that's one of the top programs in the country. I'm from Saginaw, as you know. You from Flint. Sag, we don't. Like, we don't get opportunities like that every day. Right. And for what you created, you know, <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough to be successful in the NBA. It's cool, like that's
3: very great. successful.
2: <laughs> but the reality is, like what you accomplished and and what you what you did, damn the NBA. So people try to make you feel like, oh, man, you didn't have this career in the NBA. You're not great. You're a failure. You made it out of Flint, Michigan. 100%. And you paved the way for a kid from Saginaw, Michigan. And for that, I'm forever indebted to you. I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you coming on the show. And we're going to turn up again tonight. That's love right, you, bro. baby. Turn up, I'm boy. appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. Love you too, yes, baby. sir. Uh, <laughs> to the
3: casket drive. So, rap. Right. Yes, sir.
2: Draymond Green Show.
0: I'm Vioza. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love Love at at first first listen. listen.